I'm your host, CJ Kaiser, and welcome to Film Feuds. We've got an exciting episode for you today. We are doing Best Remake. We've got three exciting guests for you, and it'll be a fun one to listen up. Don't forget to check out our other podcast, Game Grudges. A new episode will be coming out real soon, so stay tuned. Don't forget to check out our comic book, New Age, at facebook.com forward slash New Age Comic, or Twitter at New Age Comic. Now that's new with that N-U, not N-E-W. Make sure to follow us at Film Feuds, at Film Feud Podcast on Twitter, or on Facebook at Film Feuds. Now if you listen to us on Podomatic, please follow us, like us, rate us. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Why not? It makes me happy, and come on, like, I'm always depressed, so give me something to smile about. Also, if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Tell them about it. We need more listeners, so I can get sponsorship. And if we get sponsorship, I can give away cooler prizes. Hey, you can follow me on Twitter at IamSeizure, or on Facebook under the same handle, IamSeizure. Don't forget to submit your questions and your topics that you want to hear on Film Feuds. If we use them, we'll give you a free poster. If we use your topic or questions, we'll give you a shout-out on our podcast with your Twitter handle and soon we'll be on Periscope when are we doing the episodes live you can watch us on Periscope that will be coming that'll be coming up later in the year or maybe early 2016 actually yeah because I think I've pre-recorded too many episodes alright so that's enough from me let's get straight into it with trailer with voiceover it usually means it's a bad movie yeah, <laughs> it's exactly usually right now, yeah. and uh well you don't know i've already pressed record so oh, uh welcome wow. to yeah. film feuds i'm your host kaiser welcome uh this is a little fun podcast where we argue about movies we watch the movies so you don't have to i've got three exciting guests today's episode we're doing best remake is best remake yes best remake <laughs> we did worst last week um oh, nice. yeah. So we've got three guests, uh, guys that I've just met here in LA, uh, guys have been really friendly towards me, so that's a good sign, and they haven't uh, heard my act, which is really good. So, <laughs> we are doing best remake, considering that at the end of the year, Point Break is coming out, and mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys are feeling towards that. Do you have any thoughts about the remake? Or The, the movie kind of looks like a parody of an action movie that you'd see in another movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, it's got some great dumb lines in it, but I, I love the original Point Break, and I'd rather it just be... I'd rather that one just exist. Yes. yes. But like the, the, the line in the trailer where they're just like, I believe that, like me, these criminals are extreme athletes. <laughs> and, he's like, and he's saying it in front of like Congress or something. And it's like, that's, no. that's hilariously dumb right there. <laughs> Dude, you wouldn't believe it, man. Like, these guys have got snowboards. I snowboard. Oh, and <laughs> that's how I feel it's going to be. And they also have, I even think it's the tagline is the only law that matters is gravity. And you're like, oh, oh my God. That's, that's oh, so, that a line? That's so that's, dumb. That's <laughs> like, the tag. Did someone get paid or write that? Yeah. Oh. Forget murder. It's gravity. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that voice you first heard, that's uh, John Angaro. And he used to run an open mic in LA at the Nerdist. Um, uh, yeah, I still work there. I run a Simpsons trivia show there every month oh, oh nice so excellent cool. and you can find him on twitter at john ungaro there'll be a link in the description below on potomatic and he's picked the movie the departed mm-hmm. now why'd you pick that one i wanted to pick a movie where i'd seen both the original and the remake like originally when this was pitched to me i thought oh the john carpenter's the thing but i've never seen uh, the howard hawks film and so i figured i'd go with uh my boy martin scorsese who's one mm-hmm. of my favorite directors yeah, that's that's a really good choice, and I'm glad you picked that one because uh, that's the serious of the other two films that we're about to go into. Next up, we got Carl Shire. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really fine. And you picked Hairspray. I did. Why Hairspray? 
because um, I am a giant queer mo. Uh, yeah. Well, I I don't know. Well, get um, out. I, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we don't exist in Australia. Yeah. No. Um, but uh, I did because uh, I'm a huge John Waters fan. I mm-hmm. always have been. Uh, I started watching his movies when I was at a, a very inappropriate age, and uh, I, I I really really love that movie. It's a very good feel good movie, and uh, it's very different in some ways from the original in some really interesting ways. And, and we'll get into yeah. that. In a That's great. And I sure. can find you on Twitter at Carl Shire. Correct. Once again, there'll be a link in the description below. And final guest is Neil Gosh. Uh, did I pronounce it right? Gosh. Gosh. Okay. Sorry about no that. No one's gotten it right uh-huh. since I've been here. <laughs> and which movie did you pick? Uh, I picked Casino Royale. Casino Royale, and why? Yeah. Um, I figured in the spirit of Spectre. That's coming out, mm-hmm. which well I completely forgot to do a best James Bond episode. But oh, uh, yeah. I might, I might have a few hours to do that one later. But we'll see. Uh, no, I mean that's kind of why I picked it. I honestly don't. My my movie knowledge is pretty shitty in general. So right, I you, had to. You can stay, Carl. Neil. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I need to leave. Um, <laughs> that's how film feuds works. Uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, this is first time listeners. There's eight questions. Maybe a ninth one if we have to go to a tiebreaker. Each contestant has picked their film and they have to defend it. Now, they don't know what the questions are beforehand. They have to make the best argument and convince me to give them point, the point. Okay. Whoever wins gets a handshake at the end. Oh. A, a little bit firmer than the other ones. that uh, <laughs> Everyone gets a handshake. So if you heard this before, please send in your questions or your topics to at Film Feuds on Facebook or on Twitter, Film Feud Podcast. And if you want to follow me, just follow me at I Am Seizure. You can find me on any form with that tag, I Am Seizure. And there'll be links in the description below. So, let's start it off. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. First question, and we'll start with Neil. Yeah. Um, best lead character. Oh, I mean, I mean, the the name of the franchise is Bond. Um, the first. Okay, I think I think the best thing about Bond in the remake of it is. Oh, is sorry, gotta stop oh, you uh, real quick. I uh, forgot to mention. If you haven't watched any of these movies, stop listening. Watch the movies. Come back and waste nine hours. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, this is the first time in the 2006 Casino Royale that we see Bond as like a more humanized character. I feel like in the earlier ones, he's all about like sex and and like women and it's kind of just like cheesy. And this is the first time we see Bond kind of question himself. As terms of like, if he is supposed to be a double O agent, and I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Cough. Uh, about hairspray? Yeah, best lead. Uh, uh, true story. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with John Travolta as. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with uh, John Travolta as uh, as the mom, probably. Okay. Yeah. I completely forgot he was in that until you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That well, was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. John. Uh, the lead character in The Departed is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, but I'm actually going to say um, Jack Nicholson as Frank Costello. Uh, he gives, I think he gives like a, like a late career best, and he's playing um, essentially a Whitey Bulger character. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big differences between um, this and the original Infernal Affairs. I'm going to say, I'm going to start off with you. Yeah. Uh, this kind of plays into my suggestion, but I actually think that the kind of like, Christopher Nolan effect that they've applied to the mm. James Bond movies has kind of had a detriment. And I think Spectre, if you haven't seen it or have seen it, is a good example of it. Because I actually think Bond is at its best when it is more campy. I also yeah. get that with uh, Jason Bourne backing it. Yeah. And the thing about all the James Bond movies is you can't really say that they innovate the action they are. They more or less just kind of mirror the action that's going on around it. Like uh, the Pierce Brosnan ones are very much like the very much like '90s action movies of their mm-hmm. day, and um, the update is that is let's do Bond except as Bourne. Yeah. 
Well, word. Um, right. I mean, I, I, that, that's fair, but uh, what franchise doesn't really, I mean, change with the times? I think it'd be stupid to to remain still campy just for like fans to enjoy. Well, that's it. that's fair. It's just that I I think that right now there's kind of like a, a maybe it's like a stylistic choice, but I feel like Christopher Nolan's Batman movies kind of. Uh, took away the ability for the fantastical be it in the superhero genre or science fiction genre or action genre and kind of like made it like i don't know i guess what the word is like like unprofitable like un like you can't it, the fact that you would have a movie that is even slightly campy and doesn't take itself seriously is like somehow uh i don't know like a kiss of death or like audiences mm. won't respond well to it and I don't know. I just have a big problem with it because I feel like there's so many people nowadays that are just like, well, like, why would James Bond, like, who is even James Bond? Like, what, why was he, like, how can he, like, do that? Because he parkour? What is he parkour? Well, let's talk about how parkour and how that's real and how, like, a palace full of ice, you know, which was in The World, right. uh, the world Is Not Enough, like, you know, I loved that palace of ice. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. I love palace I remember, of ice. I remember, <laughs> no, I remember walking out of that movie being like, this is probably the last James Bond movie that we're going to watch. And just so luckily, the next one just happened to be Casino Royale. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I must have been like 15 at the time. I was like, that kind of sucked. No. <laughs> you had Halle Berry with the double entendres. It's great. Halle Berry is awful. Halle Berry... <laughs> Halle Berry's awful. Halle Berry's in Cloud Atlas. She plays eight characters <laughs> like everyone else. Only two of them have lines because she has zero range. <laughs> hey, hey, she had an accent in the first X-Men movie. That's rage. <laughs> that disappeared. That disappeared completely. Help us. Fight with us. <laughs> We're going to get a call from Halle Berry's agent. chosen the side. <laughs> I, I, okay, but... I agree with all that, but I think there is a change in this, like the superhero character into this kind of more, I wouldn't say hyper-realism, but more realistic approach that he's, he's more of a human mm -hmm. than before. And I think there is something powerful in that. As a viewer, you feel like, oh, okay, well, this guy is a person, mm -hmm. thus making him more relatable. And I think, I mean, the old one... I didn't know it was a comedy before I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I, yeah, I watched the first scene and I was like, "This is the dumbest shit." And it's not even like I want, ugh, comedy is such a stretch as well to oh my just call it at that. It's, it's just, yeah, it's an acid <laughs> trip. It's, it's a it's a it's a nineteen sixties comedy of its day. Right. It's long and meandering. Occasionally, there's fun. It's it's more or less going for really silly. Yeah, and I feel like. Uh, like so many other comedies in that day, it almost seemed like it was made on a dare. Like, I mean, <laughs> it was just like, what if, what, what if we do like goofy James Bond and we have like Peter Sellers as James Bond, Woody right. Allen as James Bond. Almost, I kind of think of like, it makes me think of another Woody Allen 60s comedy, um, uh, Everything You've Ever Wanted to Know About Sex. That's based yeah. on a book that's just like a sex ed book. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Woody Allen's like, I bet you I could turn this into a sketch comedy. And, yeah. like, that's, and that's kind of what 60s comedies were. Back well, then. actually, what had happened was, um, I forget the guy's name, but somebody had the rights, and Eon Productions, who still, I believe, makes the, the Bond movies, they didn't have the rights to the first novel, the Ian Fleming novel. And so this guy didn't have enough money, so he was like, all right, what if I just make it a spy like comedy? And so that's why it came out to be. But Peter Sellers, this is all alleged, but Peter Sellers wanted to play it straight. Yeah. And which yeah. actually enhances it. Mm -hmm. He like punched a dude and it was like makes seven directors. And the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes the whole thing way more hilarious. But also that is, that whole thing is a fucking trip. Like mm -hmm. the sets, the emphasis on like eyeballs throughout yeah. the whole thing. Uh, yeah. It's a real fucking trip. But 
James Bond current. Great well, superhero. So, so far, I'm leaning towards Neil because he's made a point to why. I'm, ne- I'm waiting to hear from you too. Uh, Good answer. All right. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, John Travolta came and went. <laughs> I, feel and like, I, feel I, like, I feel like the performance came and went. It got spoken about for like a couple weeks and then right. everyone was kind of done with it. Uh, that's fair. Um, however, I really love that it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek way of like, I don't know, at least I saw it as like a tongue-in-cheek, like, we all know John Travolta's gay. <laughs> like, that's how I kind of saw it. It was like Hollywood going like, John Travolta's playing a woman. Oh, we're letting him do that now. Right, right, oh, that's right. nice of them. Uh, <laughs> they let him Eddie Murphy it. They did. Right. <laughs> they really did. And that's, that's my thing. I, I personally just don't. It bothers me when I see all these really great male actors that being female just to get that like baseline laugh. And then you see so many comedians having done it, like Eddie Murphy you mentioned. Uh, actually, a lot of black comedians. Well, really. for the record, though, Hairspray, I mean, the original character was played by Divine. So the, mm-hmm. the oh, original okay. character was a drag queen. And then in the musical, they made it. Uh, they made a point to always cast a male as as uh, Mrs. Turnblatt. Like Harvey Firestein was the first Mrs. Turnblatt. Okay, on, I didn't know that. So that kind of yeah. so adds to yeah, it. Yeah, sure. it wasn't like a shock thing. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to cast a man as a woman for it. Like, <laughs> that's, that, that's historical. Um, but that's why personal though because they could have chosen i mean first of all john travolta has a lot of experience with dancing and with mm-hmm. like you know shows and whatnot and he has like that he has that sort of uh um old musical thing in him that old queen um <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's what i that's what i dug about it well, i mean uh there's that and also he just really sells it like he really sells that role like he's got the act he's got that weird baltimore accent like yeah. i left the iron on <laughs> uh so yeah all right, John's out. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to make a decision early on this one. I'm going to give the best lead to Kyle. That last point you just yeah. made, I didn't, I didn't know the history behind it. You stood behind uh, John Travolta. And like, uh, Neil, you did talk about Bond, but not Daniel Craig. Oh, and why he yeah. made really, you know, a really good choice. Well, I think, I think Casino Royale is the first movie where you see Bond being, and inherently that is Daniel Craig playing true, that character. True. But, but I, I think Kyle just uh, made a, strong a better point. point. So Kyle gets a point. Yay! Yay. Yay. <laughs> Validation. Next question. We start with Neil. Go with Carl. This one. Oh, this one. Best wardrobe. Oh man! Speaking as a native Bostonian, they nail it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite thing, and I, I, you see this in every Boston movie, and it's like my favorite detail is always seeing a fat guy in a tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, just nailing that grit and just what people wear in the city is one of my favorite things. <laughs> uh. I think for for hairspray, I'm also going to have to defer back again to John Travolta in the the, the show outfit that he wears in the mm-hmm. very last scene. He tears away his uh, frumpy Baltimore mom outfit, and he's wearing a fringed, glittery, uh, <laughs> bright red outfit, and it's amazing. I really dig it. I'm just going far away from the mic. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'm um, I, I I personally dig all just like the very stereotypical costumes in the early Casino Royale, just like mad kilts in the beginning. Uh, everybody's in a Scottish kilt. Uh, oh, wait, the original or the remake? The original. Okay, we we, we got to talk about the remake. Oh, we got to yeah. do the remake? Yeah. Oh, well, damn. I mean... <laughs> Everyone was classy as fuck. Bond's tux in the yeah. in the, the poker scene. Yep. I mean, everybody just looks slick, um, and it has a nice modern fit. Yeah, wardrobe. <laughs> 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 All 
I don't know. Track suits are disgusting. And why did that have to be in my face? Bleeding, bleeding realism. That's why. <laughs> you gotta be reminded what time period it is. I mean, modern. I modern <laughs> easily. And what part of the in what part of the world you are? An urban city. Hey, <laughs> we we most likely have the internet. We, we, look, we're department showing it as it is. People like to wear jeans. <laughs> I my my choice for best wardrobe in the Departed remake is gonna have to go to Matt. Damon and his like attempt to be like a like a clean cut like nice man <laughs> like that's kind of what I love is like I don't know he looks like a type of straight guy that I would totally like lust after but, but like, those, with his, with those... his dockers you know <laughs> showing up all clean does the cut. wardrobe enhance like the character or does it does enhance the storyline well, I definitely or is it just kind punch of like benign a lot you know <laughs> well in that case I want to punch him and kiss him <laughs> <laughs> so rarely that fine line between punching and kissing somebody. But, um, That's what it is in theater. Is when you're that close, you're either going to punch someone or you're going to kiss someone. That is exactly why theater <laughs> is live. <laughs> uh, but Jack Nicholson wore a lot of the track suits, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I actually, I, I, I feel bad because I can't argue, but I, I really do like Jack Nicholson in his track suits. <laughs> Especially because like his, his, his hair is part of the wardrobe. Right. I'm going to have to defer to John because he is right. Like the, the, his that hair in that shot of him when is, he's shot and he's just lying <laughs> and his hair is frayed out. Kind of looks like Danny DeVito as the penguin. <laughs> Every time I see it, when like penguin is like, oh, the yeah. oh what, a, what a gross scene. <laughs> a glass of water. <laughs> Drink of ice water. <laughs> <laughs> Collapses on his face. I was thinking, like, how old were we in that movie? Can't... Way too young to be seeing it. Way too young. As an adult, because like you watch, just like there's so many double entendres. So I remember, many. I saw all the Batman movies with my dad, and I still do to this day. And I'm just like, what was my dad thinking? <laughs> me. I must have been like age eight, and I'm just watching, just like. Pussy Just jokes. When Michelle Pfeiffer puts the bird in her mouth. Yeah. Like, what kind of weird... Like, that's some Aronofsky shit. Like, yeah. oh my god. That's oh, a weird man. metaphor for a dick. I'm pulling this one early, and uh, John gets a point. Yeah. We, all, we all deferred. Because yeah. I deferred. Wow. Track suits, the yeah. track suit and the hair. I mean, he. I was going to go with the hair. He looked like a weird, like, coked-out Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that's, that's how I... <laughs> Alright, next question. John, kick it off with this one. Most faithful to the original. Which of these movies are the most faithful to the original? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, you haven't spoken about the original yet. Uh, the other two have. So do you want to do a quick history lesson? Uh, Infernal Affairs is a Hong Kong movie. It's actually it's a very popular Hong Kong movie. They spawned two sequels. And um, so, they brought, so this is the American version of it. And really, uh, they stick pretty close to the book on this one, which uh, is still a hard thing to pull off with remakes. Because a lot of times they think, oh, with a foreign film, we'll just do it the same thing except Americanized, and it'll work. And most, of, a lot of times it doesn't. Like I think of the Nicolas Cage movie Bangkok Dangerous, which was actually directed by the same two people. Mm-hmm. Or I think of the, um, there was that uh, horror movie remake. Psycho? Oh, Psycho, the Shot for Shot remake. That obviously right. didn't work. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there was the Takashi Miike uh, movie One Miss Call got remade. But like they didn't, it got remade without realizing that that movie was a parody of Japanese horror movies. Mm-hmm. So instead they just did it and remade it but played it straight. Yeah. So that is like a hard thing to pull off. And uh, the, I think the big things that The Departed did to differentiate itself and to like make itself relevant is um, uh, giving it that Boston, Bostonian culture, which is... 
at the time was new. Crime movies really didn't do many set in Boston. Actually, I like what a friend of mine said. And having Scorsese direct it was like having uh, Joe DiMaggio play one season for mm. the Sox. So it's pretty <laughs> cool. And uh, really, the uh, one of the major differences that I think of is uh, Mark Wahlberg's character doesn't exist at all in Infernal Affairs. Uh, he, um, I think he exists purely so he can kill Matt Damon in the end because... In Infernal Affairs, the Matt Damon's character gets away with it. Mm-hmm. That's like the oh. that's like the hugest difference between them. Oh, and of course, uh, all the references to Whitey Bulger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, the Casino Royale, the, the first one was. So, I mean, it was a con- there's two different genres, but I think in terms of plot, they're roughly similar. There's like the the high stakes poker game there, in the casino. casino. Yeah, there, <laughs> there is, is a, a casino, casino. and it's called casino. casino Royale. Le Chief uh, is, is the character. I think what's really cool about the new the new Bond movie is that they kept some lines from the book. Like one of the best lines is, I think Le Chief tries to <gasps> kill Bond during the poker game, and then he comes back in. And he's like, "That hand, it almost killed me," and that's like from the book. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, but is it from the the movie? Ian Fleming novel? Yeah, yeah. That's it, thing. yeah oh, it has to be remake. Then no, I would say this is one that I don't get because they're so drastically different in style and. <laughs> in almost yeah, every single true. way. Is, there's no way you're going to get this point. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No. Um, yeah, I I think that it, uh, Hairspray is definitely super faithful to the original. Obviously, in obviously looking over the fact that they made it into a musical um, because the original was a, a straight John Waters movie. It's actually like it's considered the original is considered to be the most accessible John Waters movie of all. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's definitely yeah, like because it's it's it has all of the weirdness of Pink Flamingos, but it also has sort of like the realism that like any any day audiences can go in. Wait, what and, about like, Serial Mom? Uh, Serial Mom is definitely <laughs> not for everybody. That's Cere- true. That's Serial true. Mom, I, I saw Serial Mom was actually the first John Waters movie I ever saw, and Same. I was and I was like four when I saw because uh-huh. my mom was a single mom and she was like, "I'm going to kill all of you." <laughs> and, uh, and so like that was the first John Waters movie, and then I went back and saw Hairspray, and um, yeah, I think that like one of the biggest differences. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Actually, no. The mo- in the movie version, the villains, the Von Tussles, don't get a redemption. But in the Broadway version, um, they do. Like in the Broadway version at the end when everyone is singing their big, awesome self-esteem number on the Corny Collins show, uh, the Von Tussles, are, they, they encourage the Von Tussles to join in. And they're all like, no, we can't. Oh, we're, we're part of the 50s. We can't. Oh, no. Uh, and then they're like, join us in the 60s. And they're like, oh, no, we can. And then they're like, okay, yes, we can. Um, they don't get that. And uh, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, what's her name? Brittany Snow do not get a redemption arc. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think you all made your points on this. I'm gonna have to call this one early. I think, I think I'm gonna have to go with John again on this one. It is pretty much the same thing, uh, except the ending. But same with Hairspray. I just realized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So wait, maybe I'm going back on my word. Let me check. Uh, Let me. Well, Neil, um, you're completely out of this one. Yeah. So totally done. Who are you? <laughs> totally done. Yeah. Who yeah. are you leaning towards? Uh, I think I would say John. John? Yeah. All right, John gets a point. All Personally. right, John's on two. Yay. I'm going to go home and carve a little wooden idol in your shape. And, Still could be anyone's and game. burn it. Still be anyone's game. And this one where I'm, I think you might have a comeback. Oh. Coolest scene. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Should I go? Yep. You go should. It's got to be the... Oh, but there's so many. The opening scene is super badass uh, in, the, in the remake. Just the black and white, the aesthetic of the whole thing. And the first time we see, like... Bond gets his double O thing, and I, what's really cool about the opening scene is the is the cut to the guy who gets murdered or killed. Um, it's it's a picture of his family, so that's like, oh yeah, Bond does not give a fuck. Like he is. Can I say fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Bond you can does say not. Except the c word. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Bond does not give a fuck, guys. And uh, don't do what you fuck with. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so that he's a cold-blooded assassin rather than this kind of like cheery guy that we had referred to earlier. Um, the eight-minute chase parkour scene is is wild. Daniel Craig did uh, most of the stunts himself, and it is very. Uh, it's not too elaborate and, and it's very rooted in like the construction that's going on in the city. Um, I've named two scenes. Should right. I should pick I... one? Oh, uh, we'll come back to you in a second. Don't okay. Pick one of those I'll pick one of those two. Yeah. Um, coolest. Uh, can you go to John first? Uh, John, I'm still deciding. Cool. Um, headshot, headshot, headshot. Yeah. That is damn good. And John gets the, po- no. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Uh, are you going to elaborate or? Oh, yeah, just that whole end sequence is amazing. And I remember seeing that. That was a fun scene to see in a theater because mm-hmm. even like, and I'd seen Infernal Affairs a couple of years before that. So just still watch everyone get blindsided by everyone getting capped. And there's also there's that great quiet moment where they're in the elevator and just Matt Damon's just like, just fucking kill me because <laughs> he, he knows he's, 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 a, he's a dead man regardless. And he's like, just like, that great. I think Matt Damon's amazing. I think Matt Matt Damon needs to play more bad guys. He's great yeah. at bad guys. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that, that's how I. That's your scene. It. Okay, cool. Neil, um, I, I would pick the the parkour scene. Parkour scene, yeah. cool. Kyle, um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the first time that they introduced the Corny Collins show because I am of the belief that um, uh, it's James Mars Durs. Mars Din. That's yeah. I always get them confused between him and the guy on Buffy. Um, <laughs> James Mars Din uh, is. I think he's a criminally underused actor, uh, and I, I agree. like he's he's really good. Like, and I don't know why he's not used more. He's incredibly handsome. He's really mm-hmm. funny, and mm. he also has a really great voice. And I, he has such a great look to go into like the early '60s. I think because mm-hmm. uh, he he looks like he just came off of uh, an ice cream label. You know, didn't he play uh, John F. Kennedy in The Butler? I think he did. Didn't he's a good he? pick for John F. He Kennedy. Would be a great he looks pick. like a Kennedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he definitely he definitely looks like he's going to die young tragically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine's <laughs> shocking. Mine's yeah. completely yeah. shocking, and it's in a, mine's not an action movie. You're not expecting action. Yeah, it's damn. also very violent. Yeah. I see. Here's my here's I I feel bad because I feel like this is the second time during this podcast that I've deferred to someone else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely think that parkour scene. Is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we'd ever seen parkour filmed right. like that before well, in, Casino in a, Royale. A Hollywood movie. In a Hollywood yeah. movie, I mean, like yeah. a big studio, yeah, yeah, yeah like a big studio, studio movie, right, right. like filming it like that, because it was it was like one continuous shot. I feel yeah. like right, like uh, no, 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 it wasn't. There's no, no, no. There's very few cuts in it. Yeah. There's very few cuts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, with the, with the scene chase, like one of the best parts is when the guy he's chasing, like very swiftly goes through the window and then Bond just fucking bursts through the wall. Like, yeah. That's such a cool scene. That is pretty cool. That's such a badass thing. So Not as cool uh, as James Marsden introducing <laughs> like 20 adorable like 60s uh, right. teen bopper kids. But right. you know, cool enough. Yeah. They don't know how to parkour but, but they yet. can do the mashed if potato. If they did, Not Hesby yet. would be amazing. Right. Yeah. That'd be a yeah, oh, very shit. different movie. Fucking fat girls just like <laughs> shooting off. with perfect hair. Yeah. <laughs> Does not move. That's the helmet is the right. hair. One more to add. Uh, mine's not only shocking, but it works in a nice, small, quiet character moment in between. See, that's the thing. The, the, the time, the patience that it takes to get to that sequence is like, you can't knock that. But if we're talking about individual scenes, 
I, I don't know. Can can we take it out like, of context like that? I feel like that's just like it sort of like shows like how different like these three movies are in yeah. that way. Because right. like They're hard that, to pit against each other. <laughs> it it yeah. really is because like both scenes, I, all three scenes, I think are completely exemplary of what the movies are. You know, like right. it, they like they always say in like screenwriting, you know, like or, or at least in television writing, like for a pilot, like the first five pages have to be like a thesis statement about what the whole show is going to be. Mm-hmm. But in in these movies, I feel like all three of these scenes are like exemplary of what the movies are. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so well. Uh, thanks for ruining the podcast. What? But okay, I'm gonna call this one. Okay, let's go with why I'm not going with hairspray because with that one, I think maybe the coolest thing could have been the big dance number at the end where everyone unites. Just, oh no, yeah. that was really cool, yeah. and I could have gone with that. Yeah. I dre- I was really trying to scour the movie to think about another one that I could have thought yeah, of. Well, and also, cool. I wanted to bring up James Marsden and his, no, that's fair enough, his <laughs> handsome <laughs> Disney prince face. Well, it didn't pop out into my mind when I think Hairspray, that final dance number, mm-hmm. or even the beginning, uh, or the any Travolta bits, they mm-hmm. stuck out more than that scene. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not going with yours. John Travolta making out with Christopher Walken would have been a good choice. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Damn that it. wasn't expected. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Um, John, I'm not going with yours and Neil gets a point. Yes. Um, oh my God. Yes. But the reason I'm not going for yours is yeah. because I think maybe the arm breaking scene that was, was pretty way cooler. Mm. I actually, uh, I was yeah. thinking about that one but then I thought I'd probably go with the headshots. Uh, headshots mm. was awesome. I was but, thinking about yeah. that I was just beating his arm with like the shoe. That was pretty good. I. But it made yeah. you feel dirty watching the headshot scene. Mm. After you, you're like, oh my God, what? Uh, <laughs> Oh, that was heavy. That was yeah. very satisfying. The setup's yeah. fine, but yeah. it wasn't cool. It was heavy. Yeah. yeah. And that's why the parkour scene gets yeah. it. Okay. All right. Yes. Point. Parkour yeah. is... Casino is just... It's every scene. I don't know. The movie's great. Yeah. Casino. That first <laughs> half hour is just I would have so picked, I would picked the torture scene in that yeah. one. Oh, the torture yeah, scene yeah. Yeah. That's hard to watch. Totally. <laughs> that was not cool. Whip yeah, balls. Yeah, right, right. Don't When we get to the best ball breaking scene... All right, now this one is a fun one because you get to argue against someone else's movie, right? Okay. And I, I eliminate one, and then we get the other two, and then oh, there's shit. a winner from it's that point. Worst moment from the other person's film. Okay. <laughs> I'm, at a, I'm at a disadvantage because I haven't seen Hairspray. <laughs> I haven't seen either Hairspray. Uh, I haven't seen Casino Royale in a really long time. Okay, yeah, We're, yeah uh, I haven't seen Departed in a long time. So yeah. this is perfect. This is really perfect this for everyone. Really perfect. I guess. Uh, what would be the worst? Worst moment doesn't have worst to be moment. about the film. Think about the marketing or anything. Worst mm. moment. Worst moment of the film. Um, I'm going to go with all of... Okay, for The Departed, I'm going to go with all of the moments that Alec Baldwin isn't on screen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Three people that were nice to you in L.A. Yeah. And so we're all very agreeable. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, you know what? I see that. Mm. Departed is pretty... This yeah. is like the Hufflepuff common room. Right now. <laughs> 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 like, we're just all really supportive. <laughs> I got to admit, though, I haven't met, um, I've only met like two assholes here in this entire time. Oh, that's great. That's Who are their names? Well, let's do a shit-talking podcast. I'll tell you after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it was this motherfucker. No. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Go on. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with The Departed with every moment that Alec Baldwin is not on screen. I, I, I thought I'll take that. Alec <laughs> Baldwin Sarah, is hysterical. Sarah takes the one guy out and he's just like, well, you fuck this up. That, that's great. But uh, you know what? I'm going to say uh, Hairspray doesn't have any memorable songs. I'm not, oh. I am not oh. well read on musicals, but there are musicals where I can say, oh, yeah, that's that big song. That's that big song. Hairspray, I can't name. I can't name any big songs. I can't sing any of them. 
That, that none of them broke through into the mainstream. You can't stop the beat. <laughs> made me come out of the closet. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It didn't. It, didn't. it was actually Spider-Man Two. Uh, but, but, wait, wait, wait why? Why comes out of the closet in the beginning? It was the scene where, where Aunt May comes out as a lesbian. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to be just like Aunt May. Um, no, it was it was Aunt May's speech about how I believe there's a hero in all of us. Oh, and my true, little sixteen-year-old self like, I need to be my hero. Um, that's you know what's Keep naming movies because I can tag all these in the description. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, list. Uh, why not? Yeah. But yeah, you can't stop the beat, and uh, I know where I've been. Two ink, two absolutely iconic songs. Cool. In my opinion. I don't know them. <laughs> I don't know them. I've never heard them before. Just, you guys don't. You guys didn't see it. I've, I've heard. I've heard both of them. You can't stop the beat. I don't know the words, but I know the tune. I know the tune. Granted, I did play in a pit for a hairspray production, so like I had See, to know him. Would I know him otherwise? I don't know. Let's okay. take okay. this to the streets. For, okay. I gotta be honest. I'm gonna about pose this, a know? question here uh, that will render your criticism invalid. How how many dicks have we sucked at this table? <laughs> um, let's start. Like, uh, uh, let's start with me. Infinity symbol. <laughs> let's go to Neil. Uh, sans I'm my own in an attempt. It. Zero. So that the goose. By egg. choice. My choice. Wait, my choice. Oh shit! Fuck! I didn't realize we were getting that heavy. Oh god! <laughs> so uh, come check out my show, Gutless, where I talk about that. Uh, <laughs> oh god! Anyway, continue. I've ruined everything. You've given away the plot point of the entire show. Uh, <laughs> really? That you. This was all building up to a terrible ad- admission of this podcast over. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. John, attack Casino Royale, and I'll join yeah, in. Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> let's get after just, Casino Royale. Just yeah. on the point of John, because um, you worked on um, at the pit, yeah, so you must know the songs. For me, fair. I saw Hairspray tw- twice, and I can't remember a single song. Wow. Okay. So I think he might have a point there, but let's see if anyone can take Casino Royale or this part yet. This is going to be hard, because I do love Casino Royale. I'm going to say uh, Le Chivre. <laughs> Perfect time for my voice to crack. Uh, Le Chief is not a credible threat to James Bond. Yeah, he's, he's not... a man who owes a lot of money and he's on the run. And really, mm. James Bond is always in a position of power in that in, in that movie. So, so there's no. So how can he be a credible threat? Because his character isn't right. His char- like that's the beauty of the Le Chief character is that he's the one villain that isn't like on a mountain in the fortress. Oh, Mister Bond, like a laser going up his dick. Like uh, yeah, he did have a like little broken chair there's something else going up his dick <laughs> yep. that's the origin of why Bond can't have kids that's why he can, that's why he can have sex with so many people and not have children uh, but, but even Le Chief does that could be the title to a Bond movie Shattered Balls Adele's gonna do Shattered Balls it's funny how we knew what the song was right. <laughs> it's just Sky Balls <laughs> It's not hard to write a James Bond song. Yeah. It's also not hard to write an Adele song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sad my girl. All right, there we go. this one with Adele bashing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and shattered balls. Oh, hello is a great You're song. You're going to get him blacklisted from the LBGT community. We're in West Hollywood right now. I'm going to walk out and they're going to shoot me in the head. <laughs> Which is weird because we haven't even aired this one yet. They're just going to know. We're <laughs> just going <laughs> to... We heard what you said about Adele. Like, everybody down at uh, Hamburger Mary's just went like this. <laughs> <laughs> just looked in, in this general direction. There's a disturbance. <laughs> <laughs> like, from the body snatchers. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to die. 
Uh, I think I'm going to tag this one with the hashtag bashing a deal. That's the deal <laughs> bashing. Just for sure. Um, uh, what, what were we talking about? Worst moment. Oh yeah, well yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily. You were saying Lashif is isn't like a a, what's the word? Viable like villain? Is, is that what you're going for? Credible. He's credible villain. He, he's always he's he's the underdog in this one, whereas Bond is kind of always dominating on him. Bond kind of seems like a bully. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just letting the sheep get the money to fund the terrorists. Exactly. Bond. <laughs> Hashtag like what? Check your privilege, Bond. It's it's like... Yeah, if anything, it's Lashif who is the one who has to overcome adversity in this yeah. movie. It's Lashif's the movie. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so yeah, in, in screenwriting books, it's you have to think of the opposite of how is the villain right in something, and it's just the sheep is I'm a guy who owes a lot of money, mm-hmm. and this this <laughs> asshole from MI6 is going to get is going to get me murdered. <laughs> And I just don't want to be murdered. I just got to pay my debts, guys. That's all that I'm trying to do. Let me con a few people. I cry cry blood. He has like a sad backstory with like his daughter or something. Daddy, why do we have to eat it? Why why didn't Lashif become more popular with like emo kids at the time? He weeps blood. blood. That's like the most emo thing. Listening to my chemical romance. Even Mads Mikkelsen has like the the swooped over hair. Right. Ahead of his time. Ahead of his time with the swoop hair. His yeah, name yeah. is Nightcrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I need you guys to make your final points because we are running out of time in this question. Um, can, oh. you attack, uh, can you do a great attack on someone else at this point? I think I did give my great attack. Yeah. You, you did. You came at me pretty hard. And <laughs> I'm going to call the NAACP. Uh, <laughs> All right. So Hesper's out. So it's yep. down to Casino Royale and The Departed. Now, Carl is going to have to help me on this one. Who are you okay. leaning towards? Who made the better argument so far? Unless we, we have a final point. Uh, let me see. Do you have a final um, point? Yeah. What's your final point? Um, I, I think attacking the Lashif character is necessarily a bad moment in the, in, the, in the Bond film. I think he serves his purpose as to what he's supposed to be. Because this is, this, the film is about Bond becoming Bond and not necessarily about him like beating all the badass villains that we know from the Bond. But do you have anything to say about The Departed? Yes. I don't, it's like attacking Jesus. No. I can't. Oh, I can Jesus, did some, <laughs> I got Jesus. Jesus did some bad shit. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't. I can't. Fucked over those poor merchants' tables. He <laughs> did. The people were just trying to change money in the he church. He should have <laughs> filed a complaint. Yeah, he really should have. <laughs> all right, so I guess uh, John gets a Yeah, John gets a <laughs> It's one of the hard things about debates is sometimes you have to like say things you don't believe in. And right, right, right. <laughs> with the chief, it's subverting the normal bond thing. No, of course. Like a hard thing thinking outside right. the box. However, yeah, yeah. if I was on the panel and I had to take your films, your one would have been the Tron Travolta thing. They talked about it so much, it kind of ruined the surprise. Mm. I okay. Out. With James Bond, I would have gone with the scene where they're actually playing poker. Yeah. Because everyone was getting great hands, and then Bond has the best one. <laughs> it just seemed so unrealistic, right. and it took me out of the movie. And I was like, "Ah, fuck that scene! That's okay. the scene that I hate the most." That's but fair. the rest of the movie is great. It didn't, it didn't, yeah. it didn't like raise the stakes. With like, damn, everyone's got good hands. Yeah, but it's like, come how, on, how, do how it? what are the chances? <laughs> that's of fair. Everyone that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And in the order they were revealing them, there. I, I don't know. Yeah. For, for me alone. The, one of the reasons why I think Casino Royale is great is that it makes Texas Hold'em look interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, makes, it makes Texas Hold'em look tense. <laughs> I was going to say, like, it definitely, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like poker games are particularly cinematic, which is why right. it's weird that it's a trope that movies keep going back to. Yeah, but yeah. Casino Royale does do a pretty good job of yeah. making it dynamic, yeah. I think. Yeah. Go ahead. You got that one. It was, that one was made by Martin Campbell, who also made Goldeneye. And it's just the guys, like, back to back good Bond movies. Mm-hmm. You should probably, they should just 
I'm just keep having them. Yeah. Goldeneye was great. Yeah. That was a great yeah. one. That's a great one. All right. So, um, and the worst moment for yours, though, uh, the p- Departed. I was like, the fact that that was Martin Scorsese's Oscar-winning film, and he's done better films oh, than that. That's oh, well, that okay, that's a great argument. God, God damn it, it. that's a great. Argument. I have an argument for that though. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. Uh, one, nobody wins on their best film. No, no one ever wins for their truly best film. Scorsese should have gotten directors, it for, director wise, directors, directors. Director okay. wise. Whereas, like Scorsese should have gotten it for Goodfellas, Batman. Oh, definitely, Batman. definitely. But um, the other argument that I would make is I feel like there's a little backlash to the party because it won Best Picture because it's never cool to win Student of the Month. Yeah. Is <laughs> I also think that because it was a remake, that's why it just feels a bit uh, like uh, we're just giving the Scorsese because it's, it's Scorsese's turn. It's a career award. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like you saw that with Beck this year. I like forgot that yeah. Beck put out an album. Yeah, I, got, <laughs> no, no. I like Beck. I forgot he put out an album, but they gave it to him. He's like, oh, that's a, that's clearly mm. a career award. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. just very understated about all yeah. of his music. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. he's just like. I don't remember what was, what was the name of Morning Something. I don't even couldn't remember. even tell you. I couldn't even tell you. No, So you get the point. All right, John's the point. Now here's what gets interesting. Oh, John's on three. My my Downside for the departed would have said uh, anything with Vera Farmiga. Oh, I, I feel okay. like I feel like oh. those are the weakest moments of uh, departed. So he just eliminated himself. Scorsese's biggest weakness, I think, is a director's uh, directing women. women. Oh, yeah. oh really? yes. which is weird that to is say. So valid. Which is weird to say because what because he made Boscar Bertha, which is actually uh, Boscar Bertha and uh, Alice doesn't live here anymore, which are awesome. Mm-hmm. You got the Ellen Burstyn. Those those are very good ones, but all his crime movies. Uh, I've heard people say uh, Scorsese is Scorsese is cursed with has a curse with blonde actresses. Who's who's oh, the lady? Blonde actresses, okay, especially. Okay. Who's the lady in Wolf of Wall Street? For, the fact that he would have ever thought that Cameron Diaz was a viable yeah. choice during Gangs of New York. Why? What? Why? I question everything now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I actually I want to do a worst modern Scorsese film episode because mm-hmm. oh yeah oh wow absolutely. Gangs right. of New York had some problems. Right, we're running out I time still want to do terrible things to Daniel D. Lewis in that movie. <laughs> He's so hot. He's great in that movie. So good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, next, so, like I said, it gets interesting because if John gets the next point, he wins. Oh, okay? boy. Because he's right. already on three. And uh, Carl, you're on one, and Neil, you're no, on one. one, one, one. So, you got to get the next point. All right. All right. Which original was better? <laughs> oh, mine? <laughs> oh, oh, John's no. made his point. Yeah. <laughs> mine was a wildly successful film in Hong Kong. Uh, tightly made thriller uh, spawned two sequels. You know, uh, my original was, was good um, because it, it, t- it took something that was a spy. It started, it, it vaulted the spy spoof genre. Mm-hmm. Since that since that film was made, so many spy spoofs have, uh, were were attempted to be made. This is the only argument I can make because it really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty bad. It's pretty fucking yeah. bad. Uh, mine was the best be, uh, for multiple reasons. One, um, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but it managed to bridge audiences with John Waters movies, which is a very if you've seen any early John Waters movies, that is a feat. Mm. Yeah, Pink yeah. Flamingo. Pink Flamingos. Holy uh, shit! Yeah, seriously, Pink Flamingos, Polyester. Uh, um, I saw uh, Polyester uh, recently. Dangerous and, Living, yeah. uh, Female Troubles. Like, those are all, like, like prosthetic dicks being cut off and, like, <laughs> See, egg it, ladies. Every time I watch one of these movies, I hate it. But I keep thinking about <sighs> it. And then I watch it again. I'm like, I still hate this. But mm-hmm. why am I keep watching it? Right. And I watch it a third and a fourth and a fifth time. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It's Except Dirty Shame. That's the only one I've watched once and I won't watch again. 
You won't watch it again. No, I just yeah. thought it was. It, I, I, I was talking to John about it earlier. I think that's some that's some weak I, waters. I'm, I'm lacking in John Waters movies. I've seen right. a Dirty Shame. I've, I've and seen Pecker, Pecker yeah. and I've seen um, Cry Baby. Okay, okay, Cry Baby was good. One. I remember that one. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it um, definitely not at his. I mean, my my personal favorites: Serial Mom, uh, uh, Dangerous Living, and Polyester. Like those are those are probably my favorites. And I do love Pink Flamingos. That is superlative. But anyway, um, anyway, it was able to unite weird like art house john waters fans that have been following him since you know he you know started that trend um started like you know showing weird movies in theaters for like no money um and like mainstream audiences because it had ricky lake in it uh, who was a rising star at the time and like she was like you know she did a really good job she sold it and uh so that was good. Also, it did a great job of telling the story of Baltimore, which is where John Waters is from. Mm. Um, it did a great job of showing um, like the civil rights movement in Baltimore because it, a lot of people don't know how black of a city that is if they haven't seen The Wire. Um, <laughs> just probably the best primary you need about Baltimore ever. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Also, it, I'm really trying to think of a, of a, a movie that skewered younger audience-wise that had a plus-size character plus size female character that was shown as like if she wasn't a punchline like tracy turnblatt was never a punchline i was about to say not your lead but continue (laughs) 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 oh bitch uh no like she tracy turnblatt was never a punchline she was always like she was big she knew she was big but she didn't see that as a reason why she shouldn't be on tv and Mm -hmm. i think that was i think that if I was a young girl who was bigger back then, I mean, I basically was. Uh, <laughs> but as a kid, if I saw that, I would have been, I, I would have made me feel really good about myself, I think. The fact that someone could have reached out and been like, no, like, big girls can dance, big girls should dance. Yeah, yeah that's cool. important. Yeah, shit. Give him the point. Jim, that's that's yeah, it, I'm yeah. Deferring to him. Yeah. All right. Carl gets the point. He just, I get a point. Went with the ethos appeal there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next question Which one was most talked about before release? So obviously, we're talking about high PR. Oh. Scorsese's coming back to crime. He hadn't done a crime movie in 11 years. The last one was Casino. And uh, also, well, it was talked about. Also, mine won Best Picture. Best Picture. But that, that was after. So oh, we're talking about before. before. Yeah. Um, yeah, Scorsese's return to crime. He's got an amazing cast under his belt. Uh, Boston crime film looks fresh. Let's see this one. Uh, I would say Hairspray in that it's John Travolta in a dress. Um, yeah, which, I remember that. Yeah, which was probably the biggest thing that people were talking about. Um, at the time when it was being marketed, I'd say, because I remember when, uh, what I remember the day that it was released, like the the image of him on the internet, and it was like front page Yahoo News. Um, a fifty plus year franchise, uh, starting with a new Bond, Daniel Craig. I know a lot of people were giving him a ton of shit for it, because uh, because he had blonde hair and blue eyes. Right, because he had blonde <laughs> hair and blue eyes. Right, and then um, I think that was that was a big. High, I mean, it's how many franchises have lasted that long? And for a new one to come out with a director that had repeated success in, in Mark Campbell, um, I, I think there was a lot of hype for it. And with the James Bond movie, you get like a built-in marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's already... It it, yeah. Also, the like Daniel Craig was kind of a reimagining in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and then that Casino Royale is kind of, and this brings back to the very first point, it's just it is a reimagining of the whole Bond series in mm-hmm. terms of how we approach Bond as a character and how... Aesthetically, yeah, it, it is a little more haunting and like dark, that Christopher Nolan vibe, but it, it is definitely a reimagining. And, and in that regard, I respect it because it does set out to do that, and I think it succeeds. Yeah. 
However, I just have that that trend leaves a weird taste in my mouth because I feel For like sure. movies nowadays don't have the room to be goofy. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. Well, like, that's why a lot of DC films right now are just so fucking depressing. Well, because they're going, yeah. they're, they don't want to go anywhere near Batman and Robin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, or even not too far back, Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. good god! Had, like jokes, yeah, bad jokes. Like, well, that's just Ryan Green... Reynolds not being Deadpool. It's like, weird. It's weird how that guy can't one... open a movie. It's yeah. weird because yeah. yeah. I don't know. You think he has it all as like a leading man, right? And just like good looking, he's mm-hmm. funny, he's charming, and then just. I don't know, just for some reason they tank. What was that mo- a safe house that was recently? That uh, Well, yeah. not recently, but like two years ago. It was boring as hell. Yeah. 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 I don't remember a single thing about it. The last good one he did, in my opinion, was Amneville Horror. That's the only one I remember. Did you see Buried? Buried? Yeah. Buried was so That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, I mean, I'm, I'm not really scared by a lot of horror movies, but Buried scared the shit out That's of me. Yeah, actually, that was a good one. It's a yeah. situation where you can just put yourself... In, and just you think about it, it's like that's like that's the most terrifying thing. Ever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Right, back on track. Back on track. Sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. Oh yeah, no. Anyway, so um, yeah, uh, I need uh, one last point from each one. Uh, John Travolta in drag is a gimmick. Uh, John Travolta in drag amidst a like decade long controversy over whether or not he was gay hysterical and i think hollywood deserves some credit for kind of pointing and laughing at itself in that regard i mean we all know it's scientology that's keeping him in the closet like he doesn't even want to be a part of scientology you're all gonna get us killed man just very violent community uh uh for bond i mean i think i think i made my point really well against the others um i think it's kind of a farce to bring up a such a a a touch and it's not a touchy point but if it is speaking to if if travolta is gay i think bringing it up in this way it's lighthearted, but maybe it doesn't take itself too seriously i don't fucking know um scorsese you know we expect that from scorsese (laughs) we expect we expect greatness (laughs) we expect quality okay i'm ruling call out again um on this one but who do you lean towards right now? Departed or Casino um, Royale? I'm gonna have to go with Casino Royale in that it. Uh, I I do think that a lot of that a lot more people were talking about it because of how it was clearly going to be a, yeah, a new. Yeah, that's take. what I was feeling. I, I too was leaning towards yeah. Casino. Okay, yeah. cool. So I wasn't wrong with my decision. All right, so Neil gets point. Yeah. Question eight. Now this is one where oh, either this... John wins or we eliminate one of you and we go to tiebreaker. Oh, no. <laughs> Best cast. The music. Yeah, that's my Best music. cast. Best uh, cast. Oh. A-list actors yeah. through the through the board and all giving grade A performances. Some of them even giving career best performances. I I really I I feel bad, but I feel like fighting putting hairspray against the departed. That is a upward battle, uphill battle. Um, I think the hairspray movie has a great cast. Um, it, it you know it brought up um, oh my god, what is her name? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I can't remember her name. So, right, so look at that. Right. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I will say that, like, uh, just to like kind of bring home in the Departed. I mean, the Departed had some of like the best like short term like cameos. I think like people that just came in and out of nowhere and just like rock the park. So that's pretty good. Um, I, I would I'll make an argument for the '67 Casino Royale. Uh, well, you can't because we're talking about remake. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well then, uh, Daniel Craig as as the new Bond. You got a lot. I can't go against the part. It, it, oh it's man, a, I would have said a bunch of unknowns, and that's why a lot of unknowns, yeah. right? And they, and they give very Hannibal, strong performances. The guy that play, that's playing Hannibal now. You had him. In oh, it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. had um, uh, other people. The in fact it too. that you're saying yeah. him though and no names. I don't know. Who I think it was, right, yeah. and I. I, I too. 
Ava Green's too. Yeah, Ava oh, Green. Oh, yeah. Best Bond girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's definitely she's the best. Really Bond uh, girl. She has. No, the pirate's great. Just A-list actors giving career best. That's one of those yeah. movies that reminds you that in the right hands, Mark Wahlberg can be great. Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mark, absolutely. Mark Wahlberg every on? now and then goes on autopilot for like a couple of years, and then it seems like every third or fourth film, he pulls something out, and you're just like, who's this guy? If you just like let Mark Wahlberg be from Boston, yeah, yeah. I think you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think my my favorite Mark Wahlberg actually is I Heart Huckabees. Yeah. Oh, he's he's uh, fantastic yeah. in that. He's, he's really so great in that. With his boots. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, I think the reason why he works well with comedy, I, I, have a guilt, I have a guilty pleasure in the Ted movies too, is just because the reason why Mark Wahlberg works, I think works for comedy is the best way to do comedy is to play something completely, say something completely straight, no matter how sure. silly right. it is. And Mark Wahlberg has one mode and that's very intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. him being very intense yeah. with a very silly situation is very funny. He had sure. his one moment to be like naive and not intense in Boogie Nights. Yeah. That yeah. was his one moment. But he's ever since like then, exactly. Right, but right, now that he's it. like older, you know, daddy issues, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> my daddy issues, uh, <laughs> right. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. He's yeah. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like John wins. Yay. John wins. There we go. And you heard that you official hear handshake. Hear the firmness. <laughs> you can find him on Twitter, uh, John Angaro, and you can find you should, that. You should implement that you get a leather glove to put on so you can hear the screen. What? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. You do that in a hour. And I'll call the John Angaro glove. Oh, nice. Nice. Angaro glove. Sounds like a Doctor Who Anything you want to plug? Come out to my Simpsons show. It's every first Saturday in the back of Meltdown Comics at 4 o'clock. Actually, our next show is December 7th, I want to say, if that's the first Saturday. And our special guest is um, Mike Scully. Oh, shit. Sure. Cool. the show, and he's coming. And usually when we have guests, we will – sometimes we'll play three episodes. What we'll do is we'll play two, and then we'll have a Q&A with Mike Scully. Oh, my God. Nice. Nice. That's going to be awesome. awesome. Kyle. Um, do I have anything to plug? First of uh, all, I'll just say uh, Kyle Shower on Twitter. Yeah, yep. that's me. Um, I, I, I actually, I don't have much to plug right now. Okay. Um, but if but you do, you'll put on your Twitter. If I do, I'll put it on my Twitter. And if you want to put me in something to plug, uh, <laughs> I'm so open. I, I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please put me on. By, by the way, by the way, book me, please. For the love of God, book and me. He did some great arguments. So yeah, he's yeah, pretty I good. Think, I think that's what De- you know, great podcast. My Adele bit was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. And, and Neil, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Neil Gosh. On yeah. Gosh. 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 Sorry. So, you sorry. Know, I was about to say gonna, and I was like, gosh. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's my Australian accent. That's why. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. And anything you want to plug? Um, I do have a, a show, a 15-minute set at Tao Comedy Studio on November 21st. Nice. Yep, which luckily this episode will be on before then. Bang, so, yeah. bang, boom. Nice. That Excellent. works out perfect. You can find me on Twitter at imseizure or on Facebook under the same handle or follow the Film Feud podcast at Film Feud Podcast on Twitter or on Facebook at Film Feuds. Remember, send in your questions, send in your topics. If we use them, we'll give you a shout out and send you a free poster. But now, since we've got a little bit of time left, we're going to play, this is the second time we're doing it, playing the Seizure Kaiser film game. Oh. All right. Now, John, since you won, you can pick any actor you want. And the way this game works is that we name movies that this actor's been in. And we go around the table one by one. <sighs> Shit. Oh, until oh. you can stop, until you stop, can't figure out any. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't use your phone. Cannot mention any TV appearances. The movie has to be credited. So, no uncredited cameos. What about TV movies? No TV movies. Okay. Until we get to the end. If we can't figure out any other movies okay. and we all agree, then all right. we can go on to the end. You said no TV. The end. Because like, there, there was points where you ran out of films. 
and it has happened. So my wealth of lifetime original movies <laughs> yeah. will come into play, perhaps. And final point, 15 seconds. Per, per okay. choice? Per, yeah, per okay. answer. So John will go first, Neil will go next, you, uh, okay. Samir, yeah. and myself, and cool. we'll keep going. So who's the actor you want to use? Who do I want to use? Fuck it, let's go with, uh, let's go with Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, start it off. Uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Uh, Titanic. The Man in the Iron Mask. My turn. I'll go with the Aviator. The Departed. Uh, Inception. Uh, Blood Diamond. Um, uh, Shutter Island. Boy's Life. We've seen Gangs in New York. Gangs. Yeah, you can say it. Gangs in New York. We haven't said it. Oh, okay. Um. Uh. Uh. Oh crap! Oh crap! I'm gonna lose this. Uh. Um. Uh, uh, four, three, two. One. Carl's out. Django Unchained. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, son of a bitch. That was my... Just take me out. Take me out. You're out? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay, so I've got 15 seconds. Um, uh, Basketball Diaries. Critters 3. Wow. You monster. I saw that recently. Okay. Running through my head, running through my head. Oh. He went to Critters 3, man. Yeah, I know. I think the well is dry. I'm not a big DiCaprio fan, but I'm out. Oh, I had two and, more. And you, ha- and you have to name one more to yeah. get the point. So. Oh, I'll give you my two more. Uh, Reservation Road and The Beach. Ah, uh, The Beach. Uh, What's oh, the one he did with Tom Hanks? Oh, uh, Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And John wins again. Damn it, John. Fuck All right. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. And next week's episode will be Best Buddy Film. And that should be an exciting episode. See you then.